Happy end of the church here. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Our text for this morning comes from Colossians 1. We hear verse 16 again. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. So far, our text. Well, as you should have picked up on by now, today is the last Sunday of the church here. Advent's always the first season, and guess what? Next Sunday really is the start of Advent. But the end of the year, every year, no matter whether it's church year or calendar year, it has a sentimental feeling tied to it. It just seems like a natural place to stop and think back and reflect on everything that's happened the last year. For some people, they look back and see all the negative all the obstacles, all the rough things they went through, and they use that as a way to be hopeful for a fresh start. Surely next year will be better than last year. For others, they look back at the previous year and see all the amazing things that happened, all the wonderful memories, the big moments, the pinnacles, the joys, the laughs, and they look at how amazing this year was, and they say, next year will be just as good, if not better. Well, these are both worldly ways of reflecting. Because both of these ways focus only on yourself. What was bad for me? What was good for me? What happened to me? What does this new year hold for me? And this is how most people reflect because most people are worldly. While we as Christians who are called to be in the world, but not of the world, we should not be so worldly. We should not reflect on this previous year focusing only on what was good or what was bad for me. Instead, we should ask ourselves a much bigger question, a much more important question. And the assigned scripture for today gives us the answer to that crucial question. When we look back at everything that has happened this previous year, which, by the way, we will do at the voters' meeting on December 8th. So if you want to see everything that happened at Peace in Christ in 2019, come to the voters' meeting. You'll get to hear all about it. But even for us as individual Christians, we look back at the previous year and we look at the good and the bad, the highs and the lows, the growths, the struggles, the laughs, the tears. Everything that our year included And instead of looking at it in a self-focused, worldly way of what was good or not so good for me, we as Christians should ask ourselves, who was it all for? Who was it all for? See, we aren't living for ourselves. Our life isn't all about us. Our purpose is not so lowly to only serve ourselves. This life isn't about making it as good as we possibly can. It's not about climbing the ladder or accomplishing achievements. It's really not even about being the best you can be for your family. But we live in America where our culture begs us every day to be of the world. And that makes it really hard to remember. It makes it a battle for us to keep our true purpose as the center and focus of our lives. And so the end of the church year always works to point us back to this truth. It uses this natural sentimental time to refocus us, to remind us what our life is all about. It strives for us to open our eyes and see who everything that's happened in our lives is really for. 
And I don't know if it can be said any better than in these words by St. Paul in his letter to the Colossians. If we want to know our purpose, the reason for our lives, the reason that everything happens to us, we have to look at who created us. Think of it this way. You're out walking through the woods when you stumble upon a random tool. It's an odd thing you've never seen before in your life. You pick it up and begin to examine it, and you try to figure out what could this thing possibly be used for. Now, you might be all smart enough to say, well, I think it could be this or, or that, but what is its actual purpose? By the way, I have no idea what this tool is or what it's used for. I googled weird-looking tool, and that came up. But the only one who answered what this tool truly is for is the one who made it. Only the person who handcrafted this tool for a specific purpose can answer what is its purpose. Well, the same is true for us. How often do other people try to examine our lives and figure out our purpose? How often do we examine our own lives trying to come up with why we exist, the reason why we're here, the reason we were made? The only one who has the true answer to that question is the one who created us. So St. Paul starts by reminding us who created us. All things in heaven and on earth were created through him. Our God created us through his word. And his son, the second person of the Trinity, is the living word of God. John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The word who became flesh and dwelt among us, St. Paul will call him the image of our invisible God. In other words, do you want to know who our God is? Do you want to be able to look and see your maker and creator? Then look to the Son. Look to the Word born in the flesh and you will see your God. You will see the one who made you. And when he says all things, that means every single one of us. Every single one of you and me, we were all created by the same creator. Our God is the one who handcrafted each of us for a specific purpose. And St. Paul gives us that purpose. We were created through him. We were created for him. We were made to serve, to love, to worship the Son of God. The same one who created us is the one we are created for. So as we look back at this previous year, as we reflect on everything that happened, and we ask ourselves that crucial question that separates us from the rest of the world, not focusing on me, 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 but instead asking, who was it all for? The answer is clear. It was all for Christ. Everything that happened to us, good and bad, it was for him. It was for his purpose, for his glory, because we were created for him. One of the best ways I've ever heard this simply stated was by Mark Hall, the leader of Casting Crowns. In one of their concerts, he said, I'm not the point, I point to the point. What does that mean? Well, let's say you're back out in those woods again. This time you're on a hunting trip, and you wander into the deep unknown. There's no roads, there's very few trails, and no man-made landmarks. You start chasing the animal you're hunting, and you're not really paying attention to your surroundings, and all of a sudden you realize you're lost. There's one key survival item you need right now, a compass. Yeah, you need a compass because even though you're lost, you know if you head due north, you will run into the one main trail that will lead you right back to camp, right back to safety. You need a compass, but the compass isn't your safety. The compass can't give you food or water. It doesn't give you warmth or shelter or anything like that. 
The compass simply points you to where you can find all those things. The compass is vital, but only because it points you to the point where you find your rescue. Well, friends, in Christ, we are the compass. You and I, we cannot give anyone, not even ourselves, spiritual rescue or safety. We cannot save. We cannot give salvation. We cannot give eternal life. Just as much as the compass cannot feed you, we cannot save sinners. But what we can do is point them to the point. We get to point them to the one who has all those things ready for them. We get to keep ourselves directly pointed to the one who gives us salvation and eternal life. Our entire life purpose is for Christ because everything in our lives, everything that happens to us is meant to point us back to him so that we constantly live focused on our Savior. And in doing so, not only do we point ourselves to him, we point others to him as well. Every bad thing that happened to you this past year, it's simply a reminder that you're not in control and you do not have power over your life. But Jesus, who is in control and does have power over your life, is the one who brought you through those bad experiences. Every tear shed is a reminder that we still live in a sinful, broken world, but our God is with us. And he promises, even though weeping may tarry for the night, joy comes in the morning. Every obstacle you overcame is really Christ giving you the ability to overcome it. Every challenge that forced you to grow stronger was meant to build your dependency on the Son of God who is the source of your strength. And every good thing that happened to you this past year, it's a reminder that our gracious God who loves you generously pours out his gifts into your life. Every laugh was a reminder that God wants you to have joy. Every pinnacle was meant to point you to the glory of our God who has an eternal paradise prepared and ready for you. Through the bad times as you learn to lean in and trust in Christ, you point to him. Through the good times as you give him the thanks and praise he deserves, you point to him. The good, the bad, the highs, the lows, the laughs, the tears, the joys, the pains. Each and every one of them was working to grow, mature, and strengthen your relationship, your trust, your dependency in the one who created you, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As you use every one of those experiences to become one with Christ, not only is your own life focused on him and pointing yourself directly to him, but anyone watching you is pointed to him as well. That's you living out your life purpose. Because now everything in your life is for him. Because as St. Paul says, you were created through him, you were created for him. The son of God. The one who reconciled you back to himself. The one who sacrificed his own life, pouring out his blood while dying on the cross for you so that your sins are forgiven. So that your relationship with the one eternal God is no longer broken, but is truly reconciled through his blood. Reconciled means it's perfectly restored, made perfect once again as if you had never sinned in your life. Christ did that for you through his blood because he is the one who created you and he is the one you were created for. So as you use this final Sunday of the church year to reflect on the previous year, don't get caught in a worldly reflection of me, me, me. Instead, reflect on how everything that happened, the good, the bad, the highs, the lows, they were all for him.
They were all meant to keep your entire life focused on Him as your Lord and Savior so that you stay pointed at Him and point others to Him as well. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Word who was born in the flesh for you, the One who died on the cross for you, the One who rose from the dead for you, the One who freely gives you salvation and eternal life, He is the purpose of your life. Because you were created through him, and you were created for him. And if everything in this past year was not for him, then hear these words from Colossians again. And use this time of reflection to receive the forgiveness Christ won for you on the cross. And in his reconciliation, refocus your purpose. Recenter your life on him and him alone. Jesus is your Lord. Christ is your Savior. He is the one who reconciled you back to himself because you, individually, personally, you were created through him and you were created for him. In his name, amen. Now this, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep and guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.